0: Welcome to Is This Real Life?, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 11. 12, <laughs> I was going to say 11, 12 of Is This Real Life? I am here back with fan favorite and guest from my first ever podcast, Parker Shaffle.
1: Mandy, it's great to be back. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for being here. So Parker and I just watched this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules and it was, he is a Vanderpump virgin. So Parker, <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that is true. I just popped my Vanderpump Cherry.
0: Oh, and it was a wonderful episode to pop oh, too. So popped. what? What were your thoughts? Just like overall, like if you had to use three adjectives to describe the show, not the people, the show. What would you use?
1: Three adjectives: um, immature, unself-aware. I think is probably number two, and number three is just catty. Yeah. There's just this cattiness that goes on back and forth, and and nobody gives anybody a nobody ever gives anybody a break. Nobody ever gives everybody a, a hey. I'm 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 feeling some empathy for you right now. I'm feeling some compassion for you right yeah. now. It's just back and forth and back and forth, and then it's gone.
0: Combative, yeah. Then, it,
1: then it's gone, and then it's like an hour later, everybody's okay, but I just don't <laughs> understand it. I don't understand because I'm not the type of person. Like I remember things where my my friends from high school fronted me 18 years ago, and it feels like (laughs) it was yesterday. And I still like I still got some beef. But these people, like somebody comes after like attacks you, like whatever. All right. And then an hour later, like oh here's my drink, bro. Like hey, let's cool, let's party. Hey girl, I don't get it.
0: It's confusing. I don't get it. I mean, I let things go also. But I also am not friends with people that are routinely bashing me.
1: Right, which seems to be this entire show. So there's there's my... There's yeah, my,
0: there, there's your few seconds. So there also seems to be quite a lot of drinking on the show, and especially when they go on vacation, which is, I know it's like fun to have a couple cocktails, but they seem to make drinking into a sport.
1: Yes, yes. Everything was, we're starting off with shots, and then it's now we're going to drink on the plane and then it's drinks at lunch and then it's drinks before the drinks that were planned and then it's more drinks at the drinks planned, and then it's drinks at dinner i would be dead man I, I would be six feet under because i would have died um there's people who are blacking out there's, yeah. So there's people who... And that's
0: really scary. I certainly can't drink like that.
1: D- definitely not. And, and you know, when you hear about these people who are, who are blacking out and making out with, like... Strangers. You know, strangers <laughs> who they think are their wives, but not... You're like, dude, you have a problem. I know. Like, you have a serious problem. And he's like, oh, next night, he's like, back at it. Like, that's not...
0: That's not healthy. Right. See but if doctor. they were healthy, would it be fun to watch? <laughs> and that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> And I it don't is. know. I don't know the answer to that. I but do, like, but yeah. like you
1: told me before, that's reality TV.
0: It is. They, I wouldn't
1: be good on reality TV.
0: I think you actually would be amazing on reality TV.
1: Thank you. I wouldn't I wouldn't drink too much, though. You I'd don't have, need to. I'd have two beers and I'd be under the table.
0: I know. <laughs> it's like me. Um So in the very beginning, you see this issue with Stassi and Kristen fighting because they are not good travel companions. But it seems like Kristen actually has an anxiety disorder that is heightened by travel. My question to you is, if I was rooming with someone who people may have described as an ISIS terrorist... Oh my god! Would you let me crash in your room with your wife and sleep in the exact same bed, just like Stassi did to Tom and Katie?
1: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this like like Stormy Daniels did, and just be like, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm just gonna say yes. Just totally a would flat out answer. Now, now, I think
0: I think Abby Abby would be okay with it I think it she too.
1: totally I think she totally would be because if if it was as bad as as an isis
0: terrorist <laughs> which is what stasi compared,
1: compared kristen to which I, I i you know i was kind of like taken you were back very taken aback I, I heard that because uh, I've, uh, been iraq, I've been to iraq i've been afghanistan yeah right? as a
0: veteran who actually <laughs> like, <laughs> like
1: fought I've, like seen terrorists like seen terrorists and stuff and i've <laughs> seen like buildings that have been bombed and i've heard car bombs go off in the middle of baghdad like <laughs> she's like Oh my God, she was like a, she's like a, she's like an ISIS terrorist. She doesn't okay. turn the lights off yeah. at the right time. Okay. Slow down, okay. Let's let's have a little check on reality here. Huh. But but uh, Stormy Daniels answer yes. yes, you could definitely sleep in our bed with us, and we would love it, and we could cuddle in the morning.
0: Totally. Do you think that Tom and Katie are an example of like people in their early thirties being married and how they act and talk to each other?
1: <laughs> like, like when she called him a dad bod, yes. <laughs> and he's like, "This isn't a dad bod. It's like this, is like a like a dad like like belly right here, but like the rest of it's like it's like taut." Okay, I'm sorry, it wasn't, but. Um, yeah, you know, the thing about that I've, I've learned in, in marriage for uh, a year and, and two months now is you've got to keep it fun and you've got to keep it fresh. Uh, one of the things that, um, you know, I like to think about marriage for me is, is a line from from Chris Rock who said, in a relationship, if it ain't new, it's through. Right? Yeah. And you've got to keep it new. you got to keep it fun. you got to keep it fresh. You got to keep each other on your toes, so that is. That they is seem a very to laugh good.
0: a lot together, and I think that's sort of the key. In the last episode, you know they got to the hotel, and Tom Schwartz was like, "Hey, like, you know, we're doing pretty well, like, kind of like financially." was what he was implying. Like, I'm going to go for the ten dollar nuts, like next <laughs> to the mini bar, and she's like, "I like them ten dollar nuts." Yeah,
1: right.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> and I watched, and I was like, "That's that's Parker and Abby."
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's true.
0: So. My big question for you. So before we even watch this week's episode, I made you watch a clip of last week and how Jax treats Britney. Yeah. And a big theme on the show is Jax and his like inability to kind of grow up. And he treats, he cheated on every girl he's ever been with. He's like really inappropriate. But when he met Britney, he seemed to kind of change and reform. And they've been together two years, and he was, like, so much better with her than he's been with anyone. And everyone was kind of rooting for him and so excited. And everyone really kind of embraced her because she's just very kind. And then we find out he cheated. And everyone on the show was shocked um, because of how, you know, great she is and how great how happy he seemed to be with her. So, you know, he kind of is his own worst enemy. He sabotages. But as you see, he's extremely defensive and I would argue emotionally abusive in how he behaves, but kind of want to get your take on his behavior.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the first things that I picked up from the the previous stuff in the episode was how it really was all about him and, and putting her on the defensive for everything that was happening in their relationship. And then we watch this episode and we find out about all of this potential for Florida stuff. And he's talking about, you know, well, hockey's my dream and, and this is my dream job and all these things. And you look at Brittany and she's like, it's, it's just looking like a ghost because it's like the first time she's ever heard any of this. Mm-hmm. So is this, is this just something that's coming off of a, on a whim? Like he gets it and she has never heard of this before. So she's like, where's this coming from? Well,
0: I think he likes hockey, but he's never talked about making it a job and he's never talked about marketing as a job. Right. Right. So he, he does have family in Florida and I'm sure that they've talked at some point about moving, but you know, to be closer to either of their families. But I don't think that's something that's, you know, it's certainly not like oh, I just got this job offer. It's my dream job, and she knew
1: everything about well, that. Well, not only that, but also you know, when he's telling his friend who for 15 years, he's like, "This is my dream job," and he's like, "You're going to move away from me, like across the country on this." He's like, "You've never said that this was your dream job yeah. to me before." So that to me shows a lot of of immaturity of himself, immaturity in his relationship, despite being in it for two years. But you know, he's saying things like to Brittany like this is the next step in our relationship and you know I thought you'd be on board with it yeah you might have thought she was on board with it but it's called you have to talk to her about (laughs) being on board with it that's how this stuff works yeah and clearly this is an entirely selfish move of him to say this is okay I believe him Mandy at this point like maybe this is his dream job right and you can feel that right that's fine But you got to talk about it and you got to say, hey, honey, this is what I got today. What do you think about that? How do you think this can work for our relationship? Because I'm committed to this and I want you in my life. How do you feel about this? You got to let her go through that stuff.
0: Talks. Through things. And I of don't think not. he views her as a true partner. Right. He just assumes that she'll always be around. That is 100% and clear. because she took him back, I think he thinks he can get away with anything now.
1: That's exactly.
0: Because right. the last line of this episode was, well, if you didn't leave me already, then you're never going to. Yeah,
1: exactly. You would have done it already.
0: You would have done it and already. And I remember
1: that. It was like, so exactly it's like so that. If you would have left me, you would have done it already. Dude.
0: A horrible thing oh to say to God, someone. Oh you
1: cannot... You cannot say that. The, the the thing that 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 I've understood about marriage is there is something about there's a difference between thinking you're in love and actually being in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a huge difference with that. And and this he can say that he loves her. He can but if you truly love somebody, you don't do that to somebody. You yeah. don't you don't say that. You don't say that to somebody. That you truly love. And I think you exposed all of it right there.
0: And and it's it's really hard to watch. But then again, she chooses to stay with him. No question. And so you kind of at some point have to let that be.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I and I agree with that. Um, and, and that's one of the toughest things that you know I watched this episode and and I could tell that everybody liked Brittany mm-hmm. more than anybody else in the show. Yeah. Through all of his other infighting. But everybody seemed to really like her and everybody's cheered for her. And there were some people who said, hey, listen, she has got this going. This is her choice. Yeah. She's, she's going to make her bed and she's going to lay in it. I agree with you. You've got to let that happen. You've got to let her go down this path with this guy if that's her choice. Because in the end, like you said, she says, I love this guy. I'm going back to him and I'm going to make this work. And And I appreciate that.
0: But I think part of it is she thinks she's the girl that fixed him. Because yeah. that's what everyone keeps telling you know, and, and her, or did for years. They were like, oh my God, he's changed because right, of you. exactly.
1: And I will tell you this, when I was watching this, I thought of my mom, shout out to Sue Shaffle.
0: Yes, yeah, Sue! Who
1: told me, back when I was younger, she said, Parker, I want you to remember something in relationships. She said, women marry men hoping to change them. Men marry women hoping they'll never change. Yeah, and, and it was it was i got to admit to, to sue shaft that's one of the most profound things she ever said because it is entirely true and i watch this and i see that girl who's like i changed him he he cheated on me but he came back because it's me and he's different and he'll and grow up and eventually exactly. and he'll
0: get And she's a job, telling him these right? things right like
1: i think that you're going to grow up i think that you're going to be more mature
0: He wants her to be this cute little attractive kentucky girl forever right
1: and, it's, and I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. She's going to change. And she's, she's going to grow
0: up too. Exactly.
1: And she's going to want a career where she's not moving around on a whim to Tampa, Florida. And she's going to want to stay in a place. And she's going to want to have kids. And that means staying in a school system. And that means all of these other things that go along with that. And you don't get to be an immature jerk-off yeah. when she changes.
0: It's really tough to watch. So you can probably... Empathize a little bit with Sheena, who decided that behind everyone's back, she was going to try and set Brittany up with a new guy at the restaurant, Adam, who yeah. happens to have a crush on Brittany. Yeah. That, Good idea, bad idea. It's catastrophic you know, idea. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, okay. Uh, Stormy Daniels' answer: It's it's a bad idea. I'm not saying it's <laughs> catastrophic, but it, it's a bad idea, and and it's bad because. If you think about it strategically, right, there is no good way out. Yeah. There's no good way. If you say, hey, uh, you know, Brittany, we're going to hook you up with this guy, Adam, and then you brag to anybody else about it, that word's going to spread, right? Right. There's there's a joke in the spy community that two people can keep a secret but three can't. Mm -hmm. Because maybe if I tell you something and it gets out and I didn't say anything, then you did. If I tell one more person there's three of us, I don't know who told it.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So once you let that cat out of the bag that you were trying to set somebody up with somebody else, word has spread. And And there's no way there is is no way to to put out that brush fire before you can get it under control. So not only that, but then trying the even if it even if it doesn't work, right, which it probably never will, then you've got damage control. Right, because then you got the telephone game, which is exactly right. What but happened
0: she, here. but the thing is, she wanted to cause a problem. That's why she did this. I don't think she truly cares about Brittany finding a new guy um, because this has been going on yeah. for a couple months that, now. You got to be right on. That. She, well, she said it in yeah. previous episodes, which okay. you have not seen. Okay, but she's very upset. She's got this boyfriend named Rob. Yes. who does not seem very into her and she is obsessed with Oh, you with mean him. the time when
1: he's when he's uh, clearly driving unsafely while FaceTiming in his car. And
0: then just ends and the And then says, hey,
1: uh, want to be safe? Bye. And then pieces out. <laughs> in the middle of like, her sentence? Yeah, literally cutting her off. I was so, like, oh, that's, that's a healthy relationship, And then too.
0: she's like, I love him so much. I love him. Oh, my
1: God. He's amazing. And he's, like, so handy. <laughs> he's, like, so handy. He put a TV... Like, um, he, like, like, mounted a TV on the wall minutes. in less than, like, seven minutes. Like, he, like, we, hitched a trailer <laughs> in, like, like two seconds. It was amazing.
0: So she is so into him. But when they're up on this trip and on a boat, he tells the guys, you know, I haven't said I love you yet to Sheena because I'm not feeling that. And most of them let that go. But Jax did tell other people, told like, was like, well, you know, because he hasn't said I love you. And so she's very defensive about this, and she's like, "Well, if you're going to mess with my relationship, then I'm going to mess with yours," and hence why are we right. we are an entirely
1: mature way of looking at life. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a great decision for everybody.
0: But part of it is, do you think she would do something like this if it wasn't being filmed?
1: That's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think back to. Uh, the first episode that we did here where you know, we talked about my appearance on The Real Housewives of Potomac, and you asked me, you know, were the producers going around telling the women things to say and telling the housewives to do this and go there, or was it just kind of a, it just happened? And from what I can tell, it just happened. So to me, I view this as she's doing this of her own volition, that she, she wants to cause a problem. But, I,
0: but at the same time, I think there's something in the back of her mind being like, well, I want to make sure I have a storyline, sure. so I better cause enough drama this season. But like, I think everyone's trying to, they're always trying to make up for last season. Mm-hmm. So if they thought they were too rude last season, or they got a bad edit, where they like... Tom and Katie were fighting most of last season okay. and it looked really bad. Yeah. And now this season they, I think after watching themselves fight, they were able to work through a lot more of it. Mm-hmm. And now there seemed to be they seem to be a better place. Rest, yeah, yeah. Very good. And so I think that's real, but at the same time they probably also were like, okay, before we start filming again, we got to get good because mm-hmm. we don't want to watch that again. And right. we don't want people to view us. And we actually, you know, and I'm sure they only show like what 1% of film, I mean, sure, they, yeah. they put so much into like a 45 minute episode and we don't get to see the other like hundreds of hours from just that week or those right. few days. Right. But at the same time, when you witness people fight like that, it's kind of hard to think, OK, they must be so happy the rest of the time.
1: Right. You know, so exactly. it's, you
0: know, so I but I do feel like Sheena likes to play. She likes to mess around a bit. And I don't know if she does this. Off camera. She seems to be the least genuine of the people and the most putting on a show. Yeah. It's as if she comes up with her storyline and then tries to execute it throughout the few months of filming. Yeah. As opposed to just live. Yeah. And I think the other people on the show see that in her and are frustrated by it. And don't like her so much because of it. And that's
1: what a lot of people were saying about you know, her the, the lines that she was talking about with the bar back and, and setting me up. This is what she does. This is who she is. She's causing drama for the sake of causing drama. Um, and, and when she was confronted by Jax in the end, you know, I looked at it and I wanted to see what her reaction was going to be. And I, I tell you this because I remember a time when I was in high school. And something very similar happened to me. A guy I was friends with, I uh, played football with, um, had this, this girlfriend that I thought was cool and I thought it was attractive and I was into her. So when my friend started to kind of like flirt with this other girl, I saw him get her phone number. So what did I do?
0: I went the and the told this girlfriend and oh. I was like, yo,
1: he's going and getting this other girl's number. So then what happened? The girlfriend goes to him and says, what the hell? Parker told me that you're getting some other girl's phone number. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to me and says, dude, what are you doing? Why are you telling her I'm getting this phone number? And I, what did I do? I deflected. I couldn't even, I couldn't even own it. <laughs> I couldn't even own it. I blamed it on somebody else. I said, no, 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 it wasn't me. It was, it was, it was our other friend on the, on the football team. So of course he goes to him, figures out, uh, the other guy's like, I didn't, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Comes back to me goes. He didn't say anything. He goes, time for you to own it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I did. He goes, why are you doing that? I was like, yeah. He goes, I was getting your phone number because, you know, we need to study or share a work. Yeah. Like, we all worked together. The three of us work together at this restaurant. Yeah. And-, and it was like, oh, I'm just getting so we can, like, trade shifts.' And I was like, get out of my, like, like, come on. Yeah. I mean, I was immature too. I was just high school, right? But, it's but you said same- he was doing the wrong thing. right? And it's the same type of thing where I'm looking at this being like, So when I see this happening and I see Sheena, I'm thinking, how are you going to react now that you're confronted? Yeah. And she kind of like – she didn't deny it completely. But at the same time, she didn't own it completely saying, yeah, I'm trying to get Brittany out of your life because you're a piece of garbage. Yeah. She didn't own that. But she didn't say, I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't say anything. It was right down the middle. It was like we're going to cause enough drama, enough friction – that we're going to call some
0: calculator. We're
1: going to call some heat. But it's not going to be over the top and I'm not going to completely deny it. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> what were your thoughts on Stasi? Actually, you know what? I'm going to go through and list each kind of Character okay, and get your like okay 30 seconds. There's like, there's
1: like 400 characters. I'm gonna see what I can do I'll to, explain to remember. Yep, I think I can probably
0: do it. Who's the has a dark sense of humor. Yeah, she
1: was the one who had the terrorist, uh, Joke. living with her in her hotel room. You know, I, I thought she was actually fairly normal, uh, overall. I thought that you know, she could have handled a lot of situations better and, and actually talking through things. Um, with a couple more people, but she seemed actually to be one of the more reasonable ones out of no. everybody. Um, you know, yeah. Okay. She had a freak out, um, with, uh, with the other girl at night. But other than that, she was one of the funnier ones. Um, and again, that terrorist comment just, just kind of sticks with me. I love her dark <laughs> sense of
0: humor. It's my favorite thing. And you know that my puppy that I'm getting May 19th is going to be named Stasi. Of
1: course. Of she course, too named- is going to be
0: a little white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Kristen? So
1: Kristen, there, there's clearly cl- Kristen clearly has an issue, right? There's the, <laughs> there's this travel anxiety that she has. Yeah. You know, they they left her in Copenhagen, which I thought was like they just left her and went to Paris. But you would correct me, I, saying I'm pretty sure probably she probably just decided flew back to home. Fly home. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I you got an issue you got to solve yeah right you can't be up screaming in the middle of the night at three four o'clock in the morning saying oh my god I wish I was home like if you if that's got it, true together. Like, you have a serious problem yeah and then the other thing that stuck out to me about her is when when uh she and, and Stasi were talking kind of by the zip line yeah uh, on, on overlooking the cliff in the water and she's like She's like, that's right. Like, go and make yourself a victim because everything and, – and, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. And and I was like, uh, it seems to me like from what I watched, you're the one who needs help. Yeah. Like, you need to go get that checked out. I wish you the best because if, if you can't if, – if just going to Mexico for a weekend brings you that much anxiety, there, something's got to happen. And I, I I think you should get better.
0: Right. But when you have so much drinking and stuff, like it's, she's clearly self-medicating. So she's drinking on the plane. She's drinking in the morning. And right. I, I started thinking, like, why is she doing that? Because it's not fun to drink nonstop. Just drinking is not going to fix that, exactly and, and right. the fact that they have not figured this out after six years on years, camera is exactly. insane. Yep. Um, thoughts exactly. on Lala and her bottle La- that she takes every Lala
1: night, and the Baba. Um, I, you know,
0: <laughs> Lala and the Baba.
1: So. You know, we're, we're watching this in the hotel room, and, and she's getting in bed, but before I see her getting in bed, I see this bottle, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, is this like a drinking game? I saw her put some honey in there, and yeah. I'm thinking, okay, is this some sort of like milk-based liqueur with honey, because they're in nope. Mexico? No, it
0: is straight up milk and honey. And
1: honey, and then she gets in bed, and then she pulls up the covers, and she goes, and I just do this, and I just put the bottle... And then she is sucking from the teat. Like I just don't.
0: I <laughs> yeah. I felt that out of all the things we saw on tonight's episode, that this was the most healthy intervention that someone on the show has come up with to deal with stress.
1: <laughs> that's and you know it, that's I man. I didn't think about that. That's actually a really good way.
0: Like, I know it's weird, but she was saying that she takes a low level of anti-anxiety medication, Mm -hmm. and so she's probably trying to not take a high level, and sometimes when you get very anxious, you need to come up with something to do. Jax hits a rock against his head and calls it Reiki. Yes. Um, You've got Kristen, who is, like, drinking her face off. You've got other people who are screaming at each other or trying to, like, create schemes, and then Lala just makes a milk bottle with honey. Yeah, I mean, of all the things to do, I mean, this seems to be like the most
1: reasonable. <laughs> it's, I mean, that and there was, and then there was the the frog, right? There was the the frog, oh, that's the Sheena. right? Yeah. Sheena with the frog, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm seeing the two kind of like laying in, in their separate beds next to each other, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. Right? It's don't get me wrong. I think it's I think it's weird. But, do you think
0: it's weird to have a stuffed animal as an adult?
1: But, but here's the thing: but be weird. Be weird. Right, who, yeah. What do I care, right? If that's your thing, as long the thing for me is as long as you're not being self destructive, right? Yeah. As long as you're not drinking to the point of of excess and blacking out and self medicating with alcohol because you have these anxiety issues that you're not figuring out on your own with the help of a doctor, how yeah. a stuffed animal. Right. You know, sleep with a, a, a a wooden, bottle. A, sleep with a bottle, sleep with a wooden flute penis. Like, you know, <laughs> oh like, my God,
0: that flute penis is so funny. Fine,
1: but like sleep, you know, sleep with that. If that's what you want and that's that's your weird thing. I'm film, all about it. Awesome. I mean, go to my bed and and above my bed, my wife and I have the t-shirt design for my, my heavy metal band, which is the Grim Reaper with a Sith above his head. Like that's what we have. That's I'm art. sure
0: that's an image that brings you, you know, some calm, calmness. Exactly, before right. You close but like that's eyes. that's
1: my thing. I, people would come in and be like, "Oh my god, how do you sleep in here uh, on the bed, dummy?" Like, <laughs> you know? but like that's that's the thing. If you want a frog, if you want a bottle, go for it. Totally caught me off guard though. Because I was you're like, not used to seeing women like, in their late
0: twenties, early thirties with stuffed animals and bottles.
1: Let me tell you what. If the first night I stayed over at my wife's place. And she's got a bottle and a stuffed animal, and be like, "I'm gonna have my Baba and watch TV, and I'm gonna mount it up just like this." Like,
0: okay. (laughs) What would you have done? Oh my
1: god, Uh, that's that's a that's a great question. I think Um, he still
0: would have dated her.
1: I I I, you know, because even back then, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? Whatever.
0: Yeah. You you be
1: you. You know, if that's your thing. Go for it, as long as
0: you own it. Again,
1: as long as it's not self-destructive, own you. Right. Yeah. I online. totally
0: agree. Yeah. What about James? He's the British guy.
1: Yeah, the the you know, I he was interesting from the beginning because, you know, I'm kind of wondering, right, where did this British guy come from? How mm-hmm. how come he's the only one with this this British accent on the show and, and he's got this kind of sexy type accent going on there and everybody's looking at him because he's he's got this accent, he's got this kind of British hair. That's kind of going back, and he's got this jacket whenever he gets interviewed. But he's got a T-shirt, and he brings his steamer, his little baby (laughs) steamer. steamer, You know, and 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 you're like, okay, like, what is this? What's this dude's deal? Right? Everybody's got a deal on the show. Yeah, everyone has a deal. And uh, you know, I'm thinking that he's just kind of getting involved in all this drama until the very end of the show when you find out that his he was made fun of. Uh, picked on bullied when he was in school violently bullied but not just eventually I mean it was it was picking on him this and then it started with his ear and then it was his chin. And then you know some kid broke his leg with their bare hands because they were bullying him picking on him so much. And and he had what I was impressed with is he had the self-awareness and the self-reflection to say I understand that I am cocky sometimes because I came to the United States and everybody wanted to be my friend because I've got this British accent and everything's kind of exciting and and nobody's gotten this before. I can appreciate that. at least yeah. he understands that a lot of things in his life in America that happened to him because of where he came from and his accent, and it completely was his opposite right. From well what and he went before.
0: from being like completely ostracized by right. society in his like school little miniature society. To being really cool. And I think his cockiness is trying to make up for how he felt so bad about himself. And and
1: he admitted that. And that's what I was most impressed about uh, with him. Um, He can
0: be. I mean, this was one of the first times I've seen him be reflective and self-aware ever.
1: Yeah. Well, that's good. Then I happened to catch the right episode.
0: He's not someone I watch for self-reflection, so it's interesting to hear his backstory. Yeah.
1: You know, with the self-reflection piece, one of the things that that uh, somebody had called him out on in the show is that he's always seeking approval. Lala yes, was saying yes, yes, she yes. said he's always and she's looking. Like, You're always looking for approval, and she said he's like the guy who's willing to give it up on the first the girl. night, yeah. who just because you know just wants to be with Jack so badly.
0: Yeah,
1: and and I kind of noticed that, right? He's the one that's going up and telling Jacks, "Hey, heard this conversation." about Sheena trying to, you know, set Brittany up with, with Adam. And, and I, you know, I want to tell you that not to cause a problem, but because, you know, I care about you as a friend and all these things. And and he's the first one to back him up whenever anybody comes and attacks him. And you kind of wonder, where's that coming from, right? What is it about Jax that that James is looking for all this approval? He's,
0: Jax is the alpha guy in the group, or at least yeah. he has said in – Previous season, so I'm the number one guy in this group. Yeah, and then other than Tom Sandoval was like, "What do you mean you're the number one guy?" Like, if
1: you if you're the guy who admits that you're the number one guy, then you're
0: not the number one guy. Bingo. Exactly. Bingo. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) bingo. That's exactly right.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about scenarios on the show and sure. just to get your thoughts sure so when guys are all hanging out together and they're having a guy's night and drinking do they typically do catwalks back and forth in the room
1: <laughs> um serious I am, question i am uh stormy Dana. no uh, we do not do catwalks uh we have had um when when i believe i might have been as, as young as these folks uh i no, had
0: they're they're our age
1: <laughs> are you serious yes Oh, my God. It, makes it you not, know not older. That makes me feel so much better about it's myself. It's not older. <laughs> I felt good already about who I am, but now I feel even better. Um, I was going to say, like, in college, I think we used to have, like, all-guy dance parties. Yeah. But it was never a catwalk. Well, dance parties, I think,
0: are really fun. But I guess... Like, some guys would, like, take their pants
1: off and stuff. To but, be <laughs>
0: fair, the, the three guys, like, they've all modeled, like, right. professionally. Sure. And so maybe this is their way of joking around.
1: Sure. That's how they have their fun—is they. Practice. I never thought about that
0: until just now. They I was like, Why would catwalk? they do that? And then I thought, oh wait. Oh like, no! I, yeah. They actually I mean, model. Oh, no,
1: I figured that out when they were like doing their like catwalk thing. They're putting their arms up and like, so swinging it's like their hips. So. And everything.
0: Like Zoolander. It's
1: exactly what it was. I was watching Blue Steel.
0: I mean, it was absurd. So hot right now.
1: <laughs> I was watching. I was watching the Blue Steel look by all of these guys who were swinging their hips back and forth as they were walking down their makeshift catwalk in their hundred square foot hotel room in Mexico.
0: So then my next question for you is what makes a fun vacation? Are you interested in ever going on a vacation with a large group of friends or do you prefer to do just you and Abby or smaller? Yeah. Groups? Um,
1: so I've done, uh, I've done a number of things, right? So mm-hmm. I've, I've, I think I've had a lot of these different types of things. I've been to, to, you know, four-day bachelor parties in New Orleans where you've got 10 people in one house and you've got to figure out, okay, what are we going to do together? What are we not going to do together? When's everyone's free time? Because I will tell you, even if you have 10 friends who've known each other for a long time, 10 dudes in one house, even if it's a big house, somebody's going to kill somebody and there's going to be murder on our hands by the end of those four days if everything is scheduled for everyone. Right. Right. I have scheduled. Uh, I've, I've traveled with with my family. But what do you like prefer? Big, my, my preference. Yeah. That's, all right. I'll I'll cut right to the preference. Um, I prefer a flexible structure. Is mm-hmm. what I call it. Right. So basically that means I need a hotel. I need a way to get there, flight, rental car, whatever it is. Once I have those baselines established, my schedule's free. I prefer to travel. With my wife and two other people.
0: Okay. If I could have a
1: small group, four, maybe six people, depending on where we go. Yeah. That to me is the ideal the ideal travel size. Because and, you can get your your private time together, mm-hmm. but you're also not kind of drowning on each other every day, right. every moment without anything else going on. I agree. Um, and then you have the, the, the kind of the group activities, one a day, something like that. Um, you all and,
0: get together for dinner, but during exactly, the day, people exactly. do what they want to do, and
1: it's and it's just it's a lot of fun that way because inherently with that is what I was talking about before, which is the flexibility. Yeah, like if you for me, if you have such a rigid structure in a in a vacation, it's it's not going to be any fun, right? And it, just like watching the show, I mean, their schedule was drink and then drink. And then I think in the afternoon it was drink and then drink, and then before dinner they <laughs> had drink, and then at dinner they but had drink. But
0: Brittany did a great job scheduling them to go to Shelha. Yes. The uh, natural aquarium. Yeah,
1: super cool place.
0: I've been there. Super Have you? Cool
1: place. I haven't been to Playa del Carmen. I've been like right down the coast from there. Yeah. But it's it's an absolutely beautiful place. It's gorgeous.
0: I went to Shelha when I think I was sixteen. It's, it's I I love
1: Mexico. It's but they had, it looks like they had fun in the show. I don't think I mean, so. It's
0: a... They're a funny group. Like, they seem to have enough self-awareness to know that they're making fun of themselves mm-hmm. and that this is all kind of one big joke, but, like, they're cashing out, so sure. whatever. And, mm-hmm. But not enough self-awareness to right. get to the mm-hmm. point. But I would, I'm wondering, if they were sober all of the time, would this behavior be the same? Or, how much of it is really fueled by alcohol and short tempers and them being really hot and uncomfortable and filming for too many hours? And it just, because I feel as if in so many reality shows, the producers create an environment and a very rigid filming schedule. That makes it so people are tired, right? Sure. And when they're tired and then they throw alcohol in and stuff, and that's when people act right. out, right? So they right. want to see behavior. It's like a
1: legal enhanced interrogation technique. Yes.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean.
1: It's like sleep, sleep deprivation plus alcohol equals reality TV I show. I mean,
0: that's what they do on The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> For real, they do when they is that do. Yeah, so when they like do that. a rose ceremony, they do a cocktail hour all night till about four in the morning, and then at that time, around four or five in the morning, they have a rose ceremony with the bachelor or bachelorette gives out roses to all the people that are staying and all the people that it's aren't that staying. Late at night, yes, wow. And so you see the sun rising sometimes when people are leaving to go, and they do this is because people are so tired
1: and they I cry. Have... And here I am Why do you think thinking people cry? That, that because they got kicked off the show. No, it's so right. late. Okay, I have to, I have to, I have to they're tell you so this. they so tired. Manny, so I think I've told you this before. One A girl I knew in high school was on The Bachelor Wait. in the fall of 2009.
0: What Do you know which season? Was it Jake Pavelka? It was Pavelka, yes. <gasps> that was my first season. Okay.
1: It was Jake Pavelka. She ended up finishing like sixth. Okay. What was her name? Her name was Ashley Hunt. Okay, I used to sit next to her in Latin class in high school. She and I were were pretty took Latin. Pretty cool. I totally took Latin. Okay. Um, she was on the Palm Squad, I was on the football team. We were totally cool. Um, I think I tried to ask her to homecoming like my senior year, but I think her mom answered the phone because this is before cell phones and I like chickened out. And she was, like, <laughs> she's like, I was like, hi, oh, is Ashley there? And she's like, uh, no, now, now we're going to take a message. And I was like, okay, no, bye. <laughs> that's like nope. the
0: most two- year 2000 story I've ever totally. heard. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what it was. It was
1: 2001. So thank you for bringing that up 17 years ago. So anyway, so I the, the reason I, I mentioned this because I see um, – I see a People magazine at the grocery store. It's Meet the New Girls of the Bachelor, and I look at the magazine and I'm like, "Oh my God, that's Ashley! You got to be kidding me!" And I think we were 24, 20, just turned 25 at the time. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm watching the show, and like this is the only time I've ever seen The Bachelor. Um, pretty much the only time I've ever seen it since then, because I want to see what's going to happen to her. So anyway, so she goes to this rose ceremony, and she doesn't get the rose, and she's like the sixth the last person at the end. Yeah. And she is bawling
0: yeah. that
1: she didn't get this rose. And I'm sitting there going, okay, hold on. You were like the hottest girl in our high school. You can go and get any guy anywhere, anytime. Not anymore, Ashley, by the way. Married. You can go and get anybody you want anytime.
0: Yeah. Why are you
1: crying over this chump? But now you just all explained it to me.
0: So it happened
1: at four in the morning yes. when she was sleep deprived and had a whole bunch of booze in her. You have solved the mystery of literally You've
0: been wondering ten years. this. Oh my god. Ten years. <laughs> So once they get closer, like if you're like the sixth to to last to be eliminated, you do form more of a relationship. Sure. But the other thing that they do is they make it so that you don't have any access to the outside world. Right. So the only thing you can think about is your relationship with this guy. There's nothing else. You don't have – I mean, some people bring books, I would hope, but you don't have a cell phone. You can't talk to anyone. You can't go on the internet. You're stuck in a room. Or you're out with him. Yeah. You're not like doing any activities right. without him. So if you only see him once a week, that's six days in a hotel room in another country if they're traveling wow. or stuck in the mansion, which is usually yeah. more fun because the women become friends with each other. Right. You know, and they go swimming and they work out and whatever. But it messes with you when you're only thinking about this person. And then not only that, you have at least one or two producers assigned just to you. Right. Right. And they tell you things. And they're like, you know, he really likes you. He, he wants you to actually go interrupt that conversation. He, and you start to believe it. And that's how they manipulate the situation. And that's very, very different than I would say something like Vanderpump Rules, where I found a group of people who are already friends, who work at this restaurant, who all want to be famous. They're all aspiring actors and models and singers. Right. And they likely drink too much. If we just put them on camera, the show will make itself. And that's what happened. And it's much more organic. And that's why I like this show more than watching things like The Bachelor because it does seem a little bit more authentic and the relationships continue off camera. Mm. And I do like The Bachelor, but I'm always thinking, well, why did they do that? Because it's never just what it seems. It's always because, well, you know, this producer told me this, or this is actually what happened that they didn't show, yeah. and I feel like they manipulated so mm-hmm. much more.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great point. Uh, I can tell you that from what I saw in this, the the, the drama was it, it might have been a little bit a little bit caked, right? A little bit made. Yeah. Um, but but for the most part, it wasn't it wasn't absurd. Right. Uh, where you're like, okay, clearly something's going on here.
0: And th- these are situations that we deal with, right? You've got people in a group of friends. Some are married. Some are dating. Some are single. And you've got people trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives and right. where what kind of jobs they're going to take and what kind of decisions they're going to make and whether or not they're going to stay with someone that they're dating. And, right. and these are things that actually are affecting people our age, which is interesting to watch. It's mm-hmm. not just all crazy partying all the time. They actually have... They're trying to kind of figure themselves out. Right,
1: it's the same type of thing. They just drink a whole lot more. Than yes. <laughs>
0: right. Oh my gosh! But overall, thumbs up, thumbs down.
1: Um, I, I'm like, uh, I'm like a thumb, like like sixty percent. Okay. Like, like I actually, there there's some stuff I enjoyed. You know, there's some like cheeky humor. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody was like a total jerk off the entire time. Everybody had maybe some sort of plus side, except Jax. So he just seems like, total <laughs> like jerk. a total jerk. But every, everybody else seemed all right. You know, in the end, it, it, one of the things that struck to me um, was there was a, a, a show here in D.C. Uh, at the Studio Theater on 14th and P called The Wolves. And Your mom was in it, right? She, she was an understudy. Okay. And, I, and I went to see it. And the reason I mentioned it is because is uh, because it has been nominated for the Pulitzer Prize for, for writing or literature, I think. And one of the incredible things they did in this show, um, and by the way, for those of you who don't know what the Wolves is, it's uh, its about an indoor girls' soccer team who are in high school who are trying to get college scholarships um, to play soccer and all of these things. And it goes through all of kind of their – seen as a different week and it's a different pregame for each of their games that they're about to play in their, for their soccer team. The conversations they have jump from menstrual cycles to social studies class, to world politics, to boys, to soccer, to college and everything in between. But there's no like normal transition like you and I would have as adults. We'd say we'd you know, If we're talking about world politics, you know, we might have a transition to something else, but it would be a smooth transition
0: right?
1: based on kind of the logical flow of the conversation. These girls in the show, in, in the production, are like, oh, my God, I just got my period. Oh, my God, that's so gross. Wow. Oh, my God, you still use pads? Oh, my God, how are you not on tampons? Did anybody study for social studies yesterday? Oh, my <laughs> God, that class is, like, really hard. And then somebody else, no, somebody will say, like, do so you all shave your legs? No one will answer, and they'll be like, well, wow, look at that team over there. Number 15 looks like really strong. And this is what it seemed like to me tonight is that there were these, there was this drama and there were these problems.
0: Disjointed.
1: That, that somebody would like address a problem. And then it was like nobody would talk about it. Nobody would work through it. Somebody else would just be like, I want to get swimming naked. <laughs> Right. And then you're like, okay. And then, you know, somebody's confronted with, you know, you get blackout drunk. And he's like, I don't have a dad, Bob. Okay. Like, and it just seemed like if y'all just fix it, just talk for like five more minutes about the problems that you have. But do you
0: think that's editing?
1: Could be. Could be. I, I. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Is this
0: real life? I
1: don't. That's the thing. Is this real life? I, I don't I, I don't think what I saw gave me the impression that that these people have the self awareness, the empathy, the compassion for others as mature adults to be able to step outside of themselves, understand the situation and everything involved, and then fix the problem so it's not there anymore. I think I agree with you that the conditions are created. I'm not saying that the producers are coming in and telling them certain things that no. like you mentioned The Bachelor. But conditions are created where these things perpetuate.
0: Do you think, and this is a theory that I've just come up with. Just come up
1: with right now. I love it. Yeah.
0: That people stay the age. They like don't mature beyond the age that they are when they first went on television.
1: Like, that if you is, look at
0: child stars yeah, versus people yeah. who become actors as adults.
1: That's that's a great question. I think you might actually have a point where people are seeing themselves on camera the first time. I and, just, and it's like they never can get past that first season, that first time. It's like
0: the development stops. Like if you, or, or maybe it's not TV. Maybe it's when you first become famous. So if you look at Justin Bieber, I feel like, and I don't mean to pick on him, that he has not necessarily developed beyond when he first became famous at age 15 or whatever. You're, like, stunted emotionally. Yeah. You look at Lindsay Lohan. I'm not saying everyone. Oh, I mean,
1: Lindsay but, Lohan's a great example.
0: You know, and it's you become so famous that you lose touch with reality.
1: But, I mean, think of think of all the other child stars that we used to see, right? Macaulay Culkin.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, Corey Spelding. Um, Spelding? Tory Corey Spelding? No, sorry. Corey. Corey uh,
0: Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yes, Corey <laughs> Feldman.
1: Thank you. Um, Tori right, Spelling, too. Tori Spelling, too, right? <laughs> all of these 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 kids who became
0: famous. famous. I mean,
1: there's plenty of kids who didn't, right? Like, Sean Astin was a very famous actor when he was a kid in The Goonies as well yeah. as, as Corey Feldman. No, I've met who, him. Who I,
0: I think he... Rooney and yeah.
1: Lord of the Rings and all of these things where he's very successful. But there are a lot of kids who just kind of, I agree with you, just kind of live aren't in are
0: able to move right. on. And I wonder... That's a little different. I don't think these people are anywhere near that level of fame. But there's something off with like the development and the behavioral development,
1: right? And also wonder about just the physical appearance, right? They are once they're on TV, It's it's glam, and it's you got to wear the next best outfit every single time. I mean.
0: The amount of things that are injected into Lala's face, that girl is gorgeous. They show her without makeup all the time on this show. She's stunning. She needs nothing. There's no need for her to have Botox, fillers, anything. She's perfect. So it's like, I think they started calling it like preventive Botox. Like you get it to prevent. They all do it. And I think because wow. now we've got HD, you see the slightest little wrinkle in your face on TV. Right. And, and then you've got social media with other people pointing that out. Right.
1: And that's what I'm talking about, where it's you see that when you go on the show when you're 28 years old. Right. And you see this kind of perfect, you know, forehead and cheeks where you have these high cheekbones and this, you know, nice jawline and no acne and all of these things. Right. And then it's a year and it's two and it's three and it's four and five and it's six years later, like you said... Where now you've, you know, you, you've got wrinkles and you've got crow's feet and all of these things. And you just keep seeing that image from season one saying.
0: Like, why I don't have, I look like that anymore? Right, well, right. season one, you were probably starving and didn't have enough, you know, barely right. were paying rent. So you're probably right. a lot thinner. Also, your metabolism is different right. when you're in your 20s exactly. versus when you're in your 30s. Exactly. The same time, if I had enough money to have preventive Botox I probably You'd would. You'd fry do those it. nerves too. Probably. <laughs>
1: Man, I found out. <laughs> I from, wouldn't
0: put it past. Me. I found out
1: from a doctor that Botox is literally just disabling Nerve your nerves. Yeah. And that kind of freaked me out because I didn't know what it was at it's first. A tox. It's yeah, a It's a It is literally a poison that you put in, and your yeah. nerves go. Like when die. you
0: open a can, like canned goods, like a can of like corn. Yeah. You know how if it's popped up, you're not supposed to open it.
1: Okay. Yes, a Yeah. right, right. Yeah. Oh. That's the exact same
0: toxin that you're <laughs> Wonderful. literally Wonderful. putting in. But, you know, Good. it is well regulated. Hey, Wrinkle free. And well regulated. <laughs> FDA
1: approved. FDA approved. That's
0: it. <laughs> so, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug before we go?
1: Um, actually, thank you for that, uh, Manny. I will say thank you for bringing me back of uh, when, you, when you ask me again. You're going to be a
0: recurring I guest. Told, well, I
1: appreciate that. I mean, it's it's awesome and uh, and and I love it. Big thing I'll, I'll plug right now. Actually, uh, my my punk band Truth Assassin has a three song EP coming out on Friday.
0: Truth Assassin. It's called, it's
1: called Stuck in the Sand Trap. Um, songs are called Come to Be. One is called Obstruction. One is called um, Stuck in the Sand Trap. Um, and then I am really excited um, for about probably two, three months from now, but I'm in the final edit of my book. Um, so I'm really pumped. Uh, if you want to read the stories from my book, you can go to p a r k e r s c h a f f e l P-A-R-K-E-R-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-L.com, P-A-R-K-E-R-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-L.com um, and click on my book, and you'll see all the stories that are going to be included in my book. Um, so that's going to come out this Well, same. I want an
0: autographed copy. There is no
1: question that you're getting... If not the first, which will be for my wife, one of the first printed copies with a handwritten note of of all the support that you've given me through the years, and, of and, and the motivation that you continue to give me through doing this, and and like I, you know, like I say, getting after it. I love how you do this. I love how you get after it and you make this yours. So I really appreciate you. Oh,
0: so much love.
1: love. <laughs> thank you. Thank
0: you. This is so great, and thank you so much for being on. Take care, y'all.
1: Bye.
0: So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week.